Good evening and welcome to Behind the Headlines. It is Wednesday the 28th of December. I'm Reagan King and I'm joined as always by my good friend and co-host Simon Barrett. We thought it would be a great idea this evening to look back on some of the events of 2022. Events which uh, some of them we discussed before they even happened and we're um, talking about uh, mo most critically and, and crucially as we'll come to see in a moment the war in Ukraine. Uh, this was first discussed, Simon, in April of 2021, I believe, by us. And then uh, we did two or three other programs before the invasion actually happened. Uh, but th throughout this year, we've seen how um, God has been working in and through all manner of circumstances and has, um, e even in very difficult days, even in very and trying times used his people to witness to his glory. So thank you for tuning in to this evening's special edition, final edition of 22 Behind the Headlines. Um, Reagan, I think what, what's so extraordinary um, about the year 2022 and, and particularly looking at the prophetic uh, significance of uh, major news events that we've seen, it's almost as if this year We've had a decade crammed into one year. Yeah. As previously, some of the events that we've seen have been absolutely incredible. Obviously, what's happened, the big, big news story of 2022 is the Russian invasion in the Ukraine back in February. Uh, and that has triggered uh, a destabilization in the world, brought the world closer to uh, nuclear conflict. It's called, caused a massive energy crisis, a food crisis, uh, and the world has been destabilized um, effectively due to Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. Um, and then, of course, you know, we've also seen uh, President Biden, the US president's official visit to Israel in 2021. We have a new government in Israel. Uh, Britain had three prime ministers uh, this year, finally yeah. finishing up with Rishi Sunak. We've had the death of our uh, beloved queen, mm. our longest serving monarch in our history, with a new king in King, uh, in king Charles. Um, and of course, we've also seen that the American, uh, the American Supreme Court has overturned Road v. Wade on federal abortion laws. We had the very toxic US midterm elections. Uh, we've, we've had Israel um, again, again becoming the center stage of, of our world news but also looking at innovation and technology moving us towards the mark of the beast and of course the the women's uh, protests in iran as well so it's been an extraordinary year um how important is it that we we start the beginning of the year and how as you mentioned before in this program um that we actually did three or four programs before the russian invasion in the ukraine saying look this is going to happen this is what's happening yeah yeah, this is a, uh, it, it's very important that we remind ourselves of the significance of events that have occurred uh, this year. And it's also important that we remind you, our viewers, that the point of this program is hopefully to equip you and prepare you, not just with facts from uh, the news that, that you can read, but to go behind that and look at the spiritual and uh, potential prophetic significance of many of these events. Um, we trust that as we enter into a new year, as we enter into 2023, uh, that there will be a more insight along these lines that we're able to uh, give and grant. Uh, but I think cr critically, uh, Simon, um, one of the biggest stories was the invasion of uh, Ukraine by Russia. 
And this is something that we've talked about. This is something that throughout um, this year we've uh, come back to. Um, there's, you mentioned the sign of, of technology. We've talked about the credit card chip in the hand um, that has been promoted. We had addressed that even a year ago as well as China developing the Mark of the Beast. I believe that's the most viewed uh, behind the headlines on YouTube. And so we are seeing a lot of these conversations that we're having play out in real life. Let's remind ourselves a little bit about that uh, one of those initial programs we did. How is the war in Ukraine helping to fulfill Bible prophecy? I mean, what's, what's extraordinary is that if it wasn't for the uh, Russian uh, invasion of the Ukraine, then Europe also um, wouldn't need to wean itself off uh, Russia's oil and gas. We're also seeing that this is actually triggering um, the European Union to be more united than it ever has been before because of the existential threat posed by Russia. And uh, of course, um, calls of uh, President Macron of France calling for uh, um, a unified European army made up of something like 5,000 troops. And, and of course, this is all accelerating um, before our very eyes, in, including food shortages as well. So it's a, a very, very precarious situation. But going back to the kind of nuclear issue, I heard the, uh, on the uh, news just before it came um, that Russian forces now, whether they're Chechen or not, are, are bombing other um, nuclear plants mm. in the Ukraine with, with shelling. I mean, it's just madness. Also, we have to understand that uh, Russia's invasion in the Ukraine has uh, not only caused the biggest refugee crisis that we've seen in over 80 years since the Second World War, but it also triggered a massive wave of Jewish aliyah out of the Ukraine, out of Belarus and Russia, and the biggest that we've seen in over two decades in fulfilling biblical prophecy. Um, the other topic um, that we discussed as well, which was very significant when we're talking about the one world religion, was how mm. the United Arab Emirates um, are building a church called the Abrahamic House that will be a church, a mosque and a, syn a synagogue, um, uh, effectively to build a kind of one world religion, but also wanting to show the kind of Abrahamic brotherhood in, in Saudi Arabia. And we, we know as Christians that Jesus said, I am, I am the, sorry, do you want to say the scriptures? Yeah, uh, well, we see he's the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so this very idea of a one world religion or of uh, unifying all of the faiths is completely antithetical to biblical theology. We can't take what the scriptures say and act as if there's some sort of universal um, religion that's acceptable that links in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Baha'i, Hinduism, all of these. We have to ask what's true. I was talking about this recently, Simon, with someone who's an agnostic. We had a good two-hour conversation and I said it's critical that we realize the truth is in the identity of who Jesus is. Very few individuals in this world will deny the existence of Jesus. Very few will deny that Jesus was a good man. Even um, among those most critical of Jesus, they'll still say he was a good teacher or he did a lot of, of, of good things. But um, ultimately, we have to ask, what about the claims Jesus made of himself, the claims of the New Testament, particularly sees uh, made of him 
how did those match up with the claims the prophets would make of the Messiah, um, the, the prophets in the Old Testament? And where does this all fit in the broader historical sphere? And I think what you'll find is uh, a very clear and compelling, coherent case that Jesus is who he claimed to be, meaning that that's at the exclusion of all others. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So there's that exclusivity in, um, in, in regard to salvation found in Christ alone. Amen. So let's have a look at uh, this uh, previous edition of Behind Headlines called is the, Abra is the Abrahamic Family House One Step Away from a One World Religion? This construction is due to be finished sometime this year in 2022. And on this site, they will, uh, there is a, a mosque and a synagogue and uh, there's also a church. Uh, it's meant to develop a peaceful coexistence between the three major monotheistic religions. But we're asking, could this be the start of the one world religion? Uh, again, we have to recognize the significance of this. In the light of Bible prophecy, um, definitely we see that this is going to be a move of the Antichrist as well to uh, bring everything under his control. Absolutely. By creating a kind of one world religion and uh, we, we saw the first evidence of it there in, uh, in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, the other issue as well, because with, the with these programs as well, I think it's also very important, Reagan, that we look back at key historical events that have uh, shaped the world, that have shaped history. And, and how we've got to honour these dates uh, and uh, remember them. And, mm. and of course, back in um, April of uh, 2022, uh, we remember the 80th anniversary of the small island in the Mediterranean Water. off the coast of Sicily, receiving the kind of George Cross for its bravery, for, mm. its, for its courage, for its fortitude in defying the Nazis. And if it wasn't for the courage shown by those uh, people on Malta, then we know that the North African campaign by Rommel's forces would have won. The British would have been kicked out of North Africa, out of Egypt. The Nazis would probably would have been in control of the Suez Canal. And also this would have meant the destruction of the Jewish community in the British Mandate of Palestine rounded up by the SS. So just draw upon us the, the spiritual and also political and military significance of the island of Malta and its amazing ability to push back that Nazi aggression. Well, it was quite critical, even though a very small island, we see it found itself um, at a juncture wherein it could block, it could hinder, or it could let through um, ships of, of various kinds for um, aid uh, of also, I mean, the Nazis particularly, they needed Malta. And this is why um, we see they absolutely pounded Malta with it, uh, their military might. The people were essentially under siege. There, there was starvation, there was illness, um, the propensity for disease was um, spreading, was rife. Uh, but uh, we see that God kept those people. There was resilience, there was courage, there was organization, there was strategy intact, and ultimately they outlasted uh, the Germans are buying enough time um, for, for the Allies to um, come to their aid eventually. So here is, um, here is our discussion, a little bit of our discussion, of that very key historic event.
Malta is a, a, a small Mediterranean island that's only 90 miles off the coast of Sicily. Um, but during World War II played a major role, as we see on this map, of actually preventing um, the supply lines going from um, Italy uh, to uh, the colony of Libya that was held by, Italy, uh, to, held by Italy to help with the North African campaign. And, and literally, this story is a forgotten story of history, but it's also one in which we see a God's sovereignty. Uh, if Malta was captured by the Italians and by the Nazis and by the Axis powers, this could have changed the whole course of the war. Um, Reagan, I, I, I love these historical um, programs, pr primarily because when we look at them, we study them, we see the hand of God mm. uh, in these events uh, that occurred over 80 years ago. And who would have thought that this small little island off the coast of Sicily would be so strategic during the Second World War with this population of around a quarter of a million people would actually have a massive say on the final outcome of the Second World War and played a crucial role. Um, also thanks to its governor, who was a, a born-again believer, who was uh, posted to this position. Yeah, it really is incredible. I mean, you know, we're having this program as it is the 80th anniversary of Malta being awarded the St. George's Cross um, because they defied the Nazis, because and they consistently persevered in their persistent uh, resistance against Nazi Germany. Well, just a reminder that our viewers can go back and you can remind yourself of uh, these episodes and any other uh, by the Revelation TV website, www.revelationtv.com, or you can find us on YouTube. And there you can actually leave comments and uh, like the video and there are sharing facilities um, as well. So do make use of that, uh, especially with these historical programs, those um, th those are very easy to look back on. They have enduring relevance. Educate yourself on some of these uh, historic uh, moments of importance and interest and uh, share them with others who you think might benefit from. Yeah. What I know now, I didn't know back in April, um, thanks to the uh, excellent uh, BBC drama series called SCS Rogue Heroes, uh, based on Ben McIntyre's uh, book, uh, again, of the same name, SS Rogue Heroes, where he was given exclusive access to look at the files relating to the formation of the world's elite uh, fighting force known as the um, Secret Air Service, the SAS. And, what if, uh, and in one of the episodes of that, it shows how that uh, the SAS carried out audacious attacks against the uh, German forces in North Africa, particularly the Luftwaffe, uh, blowing up Messerschmitt's 109s. And it was because of their raids that uh, enabled some of the um, uh, much needed supplies to be, uh, to be sent to Malta. And because the SAS took out so many of the, uh, the, the German kind of airfields in North Africa as well as in Greece as well, it meant that those air, air aid convoys could actually get to Malta, which delivered Malta in the Second World War, which played a key, key part. So, you know, there's a, it's so important that we look at history and we also realise that the governor, was a born-again Christian who used to pray and intercede and just shows the difference of what happens you know, if we stand up uh, and we're counted and mm. pray and intercede and we, we see God's miraculous uh, protection uh, over the strategic island of Malta.
Absolutely. And there's that saying that's well known, those who do not study history are doomed to repeat it. And I think a lot of these big incidences of history that we see with like the rise of the Third Reich, uh, Nazi Germany, um, it's like a signpost of what's to come. It's a reminder of uh, what we're looking ahead to. And of, co of course, Hitler received uh, a great deal of acclaim uh, in Germany and uh, across even other European nations that there was much celebration uh, of Hitler. There were some who tragically viewed him as uh, the Messiah come again. It just beggars belief, but this was um, the, the evil uh, possession of Nazi uh, Germany. Uh, and yet we can look at the resilience and the faithfulness of many believers in those times and glean many lessons from them uh, in, in regard to the tragedies and troubles that we may face in life, both in the present day and in the future. And uh, one of those issues has to do with our consideration of end times, our consideration of um, particularly, of, co of course, we know in one sense we're living in the end times. We're, we're living in uh, th that this last age between Christ's uh, ascension into heaven and His return again in glory. But uh, the, the times and seasons seem to be uh, drawing closer to the point of our Lord's return. And as we are, are considering, uh, having already seen uh, this about one world religion center essentially in Abu Dhabi, now we also are seeing a lot related to one world currency. Uh, and and so uh, we asked a question, is a digital currency one step away from the mark of the beast? And I think this is a very important topic because I think when we look at the uh, um, innovation, particularly after COVID-19, mm. the one issue that seems to be um, beginning to gain greater traction and greater ground is this whole concept of a, a digital currency. So we, we know that, uh, for example, banks in America have tested this. Um, Chase Bank, I think Bank of America, other American banks to actually test whether they can go uh, digital, ditch cash. Um, we also know, for example, that Rishi Sunak, when he was uh, Chancellor of the Exchequer, also looked into moving towards a digital currency. I think this is the biggest uh, revolution that we are going to see in our lifetimes, Reagan, myself and uh, you and myself, really, when we look at this technological advancement. Because what they're talking about is essentially uh, ending banking. There won't be any independent banks. There'll just be one federal bank. Uh, and that there will be, we'll live in a cashless society. We're not saying that this is the mark of the beast, but it was also showing that what is being built is almost the infrastructure for the mark of the right. beast. Uh, and in terms of being Bible prophecy students, this is a major, major significant step in terms of what the book of Revelation, particularly chapter 13, say about the mark of the beast. Here was some of our discussion on that topic. Uh, it, it's incredibly important as we look at our world and its rapidly evolving systems and culture to assess the teaching in uh, the scriptures, particularly Revelation 13, in regard to the technologies that will be forming the basis uh, for uh, that day and time when it will be impossible to buy and sell unless one has this particular mark. 
Um, we are rapidly approaching a cashless society. It's being almost imposed upon us. You will not have missed that. Many shops are now only accepting um, um, bank cards. They're only accepting other forms of, of currency. And as we increasingly see this normalized and cash removed, um, we can see, I, th I think there are grounds to see how a cashless society um, is very much laying the ground technologically for um, this mark of the beast. Simon. Quite frightening when you think about it because most people are kind of asleep to this, but it seems that technology is really pushing this. So the fact is that they've, uh, and certainly pan uh, the COVID-19 pandemic as well, um, accelerated uh, contactless uh, cards, uh, credit cards for paying that one. Very few people are actually using cash now and uh, predictions are that in this country alone, uh, we could be heading towards a cashless society by 2026. So that's only less than four years mm -hmm. away. Uh, and the technology, technological gap that is just really driving this is through the World Economic Forum. I mean, they set out their plans in 2020 for the Great Global Reset, uh, where they said that we will build back better and uh, leveling up. In other words, they will level up the third world economies with the first world economies and uh, that we will be happy owning nothing. Now they seem to be the main driving force behind this new digital currency. Now, Having researched this today, uh, and this is what our viewers should, should be aware of, that this will mean the end of banking. I think, Simon, in that one I also um, detailed a little bit about uh, an experience that's kind of related, uh, in, in which I went into a new Amazon Fresh store. And in that Amazon Fresh um, store, I mean, I, I just went thinking, okay, I want to figure this out, what it's like. I hear that you don't have cashiers, you don't have uh, tills or registers or anything. There's a security gate at the front. You use your Amazon code um, that they, they give you on an Amazon app to, to scan in. And I walked around and I thought, but yeah, but how does it all... How does it all charge you? How do, how do they know what to charge? And of course, your payment details are on this Amazon app. You walk in and I, I asked the guy, I said, so how does it know what you've taken? And uh, he said, oh, we, we have cameras everywhere, look. And uh, he just pointed all the, the apparatus, all of Amazon's um, special um, software and, and devices, Amazon Echo um, and, and Dot, um, all of these things. Uh, around cameras, microphones, uh, it, the shelves are weighted so that it can tell when something's been removed, when something needs restocked, but it's all there so that when you leave, because of the camera, the code, and uh, the, the weighting on the shelves, um, it, just go ahead, it just withdraws the money from your account. So, yeah, very high tech, quite neat in one way, but Honestly, I think a bit dystopian. I would say very dystopian. Um, I had a, an experience uh, flying with British Airways Terminal 5. Uh, you get there, uh, for, um, got there, parked my car, got to one of those little buses, takes you to the airport, you get to the terminal, go up to the lift to the departure lounge, no one around. 
So literally you kind of scan your passport, you scan your uh, ticket, then you get to the check your bag in. Again, no one's around. Scan the, uh, you know, your, your, your airline ticket, scans it, that gives you a wrapper, puts it on it, machine sees it, weighs the, uh, weighs the bag and, and puts it through. Uh, you know, this is where we're heading. But the danger I think for Christians is not only is that we're heading towards the mark of the beast and the infrastructure of the mark of the beast. I think one thing we, we haven't shown, um, we won't show on this program, is the brave Caradian truckers, the freedom truckers that we, mm -hmm. that we did a program on back in January of 2022. Um, but what that showed was, and these are people that don't have a digital currency, they were still, the Trudeau government was still able to shut the funding off of those truckers so they wouldn't get paid and had their bank accounts frozen together with those who had raised money to support them was suddenly cut off. So there's a danger going ahead with this digital currency that if we don't abide by everything the government wants us to do, if we are standing out on certain social issues, uh, then we're in real danger. Of, uh, of, of losing our kind of finances and being controlled that way. I think this is one of the big dangers as we move towards a digital currency. Absolutely. Now, uh, another critical point in which we see um, our, our society has changed in the world in many, many ways was the overturning of the uh, American federal abortion law inscribed by Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade was struck down and we asked what does overturning American federal abortion laws mean to God? One of our first behind the headlines that, that we did together back in um, 2020 was the controversy surrounding uh, President Trump's decision to nominate Amy Barrett as a, mm. as a Supreme Justice. Uh, and the fact then that we, we looked and explored the possibility, could Roe v. Wade be overturned? Um, could this almost in, in, impossible uh, ruling that was made back in 1973 uh, be overturned and changed? So we thought that maybe with, uh, with Amy, uh, Amy Barrett there and the other, other uh, judges there that because the Conservatives held the majority and not the Liberals, that this was possible. But it's one thing to say, is this possible? It's another to actually do it. Mm. So this landmark ruling by the Supreme Court uh, only last Friday is absolutely historic. And uh, that was absolutely uh, not only uh, a historic moment, but also a spiritually significant um, story that we covered on Behind the Headlines. Um, and, and, and Reagan, you know, this is, this is what it really showed with when Christians actually take a stand. And the reason that the overthrowing of Road versus Wade, uh, America's federal abortion laws came about, is because Christians got politically active. They made uh, the Republican support, uh, uh, well, Christians made the their support for, for the Republican Party conditional on base of, of the party taking a tough stance on the issue of abortion. Um, and of course, then we saw the results. Um, you know, we, we've seen, for example, the horrendous protests that took place in the aftermath of this, the, the, uh, the anger 